you're on the dock with Pastor Troy and gang on the dock.org every Tuesday and Thursday, dropping releases. Lucas, I was just noticing when you do that intro for the season two, you've got a great shot of Otis up there, the Otis yeah. album. I, mm-hmm. That whole takes the whole page across. So yeah. on the dock, we don't talk about that much anymore. That's the song honoring Otis. <laughs> and we're all about conversations. We're not trying to hang out with Otis. Otis is with the Lord, we hope. And, um, but. I want to get up there to be with the Lord and find out what verse two of that song was going to be because he died before he wrote verse two of that song on the sitting on the dock of the bay. So we're all about conversations that can propel your faith out of the shallows into the deep. So you can join us in finding out what verse two of on the dock with Otis Redding is sitting on the dock is. <laughs> if only we knew. If only we knew. We're going to find out. I, I mean, I, I, I don't have any doubt that he was a Christian probably. Hopefully. Maybe. But if he's not, the Bible says he'll give us the desires of our heart. So I'll say, God, can somebody sing the rendition of what ah. he would have been? Yeah. Hmm. Bible says he gives us the desires of our heart. Well, if they line up with his will. Why would God want not, not to hear the second verse of that song? I don't right. know. I want to see a, a movie of everything the way it really happens. <laughs> on you earth are, all the stuff that we you want to she watches detective movies she wants to hear the answer right. to all those no is, i want to know about all the backroom government stuff and you want to know the deals is area 51 what's really what going happened on. who shot uh, who shot jfk what's you know? really right going what's going on, on? i want to see what really went yeah on. i want to know did they really rig the election did they really oh, do oh, this did that. they really no but, but you just want to know i just want to see how it all transpires. is there you think there's just you think there's like a various do you think like heaven has it like a netflix channel that we can get on i hope so and you can watch all that stuff. It'll be all your, yeah. I think it's probably quick. I think it probably will just. Yeah, just, or you just get like instantaneous download. Yeah. You're like data on enterprise. Yeah. Oh, I got the whole universe. Yes. Yeah. You're like an AI. Yes. You think our new minds are AI like? No. No? Okay. All right. I hope not. Conversation, yeah, throw your faith I. out of the shallows into the deep. We're putting you in the deep right now. I'm telling you right now. So, GI. Okay. Uh, yes. Got intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, go find us, Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, Sermonette. We'd love to have you. And let's hear from you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, Getter. If we're in trouble with you already, tell us we're in trouble and we'll tell you we're sorry. And so hit subscribe, <laughs> <Maybe>. like, notify, <laughs> and share your comments with others. Please tell other people about our incredible show. Gosh, we're doing a good job. And uh, we'd love to have you. And uh, go to my Patreon, four, four ways of partnership, three ways of sponsorship. We'd love to be talking about you in this spot instead of about, you know, this stuff. So, We'd love to have you. Uh, on the doc.org, you can find all of our links, all of our sites, all of our stuff there. Go find it and email us if you got questions at info at on the doc.org. With Mother Beth in studio. Mother Beth, you doing all right? You have a good hair day today. Uh, did you have that shirt on for the previous episode? I did. You put the outer one on? I had it on. You did? I don't remember. I thought I you had were, it on the whole You were time. in black in rehearsal. You were in just black t-shirt. We, we, we rehearsed for these? Well, when she sat down the first time and said, oh. how's my hair look? Oh. I don't remember that shirt being on her. It wasn't, but then I put it on. You put it on. Because you got it so cold in here. Lucas and I came in, it was just like a meat locker. You were complaining about I, it being hot. I did get hot between episodes. The I'm lights really tired of getting yeah, all the blame for the heat. I, I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, she's here. That's her personal face. And then we got Lucas. Lucas in white t-shirt again today. Yep. You know, yeah, yes, yeah, again yeah. today. He's he he washes colors on one day and whites on another day. So, what's clean is clean, and what's dirty is dirty. Hang on, how are you going to wash that? What do you mean? How am I going to wash it? You can't wash it in with your black shirt. Oh, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got to have a white load with one shirt. No, I do colors. Do you have other? You do. Yeah, I've never seen you wear a lot of colors. You got gray and you got black and black grays and grays what? black. I've been wearing like blues lately and. All right. But if you don't wash it with whites, it'll turn blue. 
Yeah. It'll turn this blue? Even if yes. I if it, yeah. even if I wash it in cold water? Yes. Yes, it can. Oh. Can if it's new. That's bad. Yeah, you better stick with the whites white. Well, no, I, I There's have, white I have, colors and blacks. I have one other white shirt and I washed it with my colors and it didn't. Well, you get, oh, lo- you get lucky sometimes. Yeah. If but it's cotton. Like, like if you wash it with a pair of jeans, you could be destroyed. Oh, yeah. Early jeans, but late jeans are fine. She wears, you do blacks with jeans and what stuff. Do you, what do you, do you have like an early, a pair of jeans you wear in the morning? And then yeah. Well, I'm wearing, these are my late You said early, you said yeah. early and late. Early jeans. and late pair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the dock. Season two, digging deeper in the word super series. We're doing Psalms volume two, songs to the soul, message for the heart. We're in part eight and we're in Psalm 46. A mighty fortress is our God. Psalm, I hope that rings a bell to some of you old church warriors out there. A mighty fortress is our God. Well, that was not the tune. Come on. I was close. Do it again. I can't do it. If God in our own strength. That was better. Something like that. All right. We're in that. I'll do better with it in a minute. I love a mighty fortress. That's one of my favorite. Me I'm just, too. I'm not a singer though. I am me neither. Psalm, 40, Psalm 46. It, it's got a lot. Psalm 46 is great. We're doing these Psalms trying to get you really powered up with God. Really will help you. This is going to be a good Psalm for you. David's got some intense Psalms. Uh, 40. We just did 40. Was it 42 and 43 where David is dealing with his exile. This Psalm is kind of a listing of all. I think this Psalm's a tribute Psalm to all his great victories. So it's late in his career. I think he helped write it again. It's in his Psalms, but it says also here, the descendants of Korah helped do this and it's sung mm. by soprano voices. That's not how we sing it either. No. We sing it in this really bass. In our own I just read that. It should have been in our own yeah. I never saw that before. It says it's to be sung as soprano voices, song for Alamoth for the high voice. That at least a, at least a tenor. That ruins Mama it. Mama sings bass. Daddy sings tenor. Or is it Mama sings? <laughs> Daddy, Daddy sing, sings bass. Daddy sings bass. Mama sings tenor. So, so it should have been Mama sings tenor song. What is Alamoth? So it's, a, it's a tenory song. It was put by. The, so I think this was a tribute song. I, I Psalm to talk about the greatness of David. Now we're on the other side of he's gotten back in. David's had good reign. And a lot of people believe this. Now, the mighty fortresses are God name of it does not come from David or the sons of Korah. It comes from Martin Luther, the reformer, who in in the uh, last couple hundred years wrote the song, A Mighty Fortresses Are God, based on his tribute to Psalm 46. There we go. But. So that's okay. Yes, then. yes. A Mighty Fortresses Are God. We, let me see if I've got that. I think I've got maybe. I don't have a version where that sings better than we do, but. I was gonna, well, there's the there's the hymn. Everybody knows like hymn number one right there. Right, there you go. But let, let's read the psalm first, and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll dig it out. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 11, New Living Translation. Uh, let's go with it. God is our refuge and our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble, so we will not fear when earthquakes come. And the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the most high god dwells in that city it cannot be destroyed from the very break of day god will protect it the nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble god's voice thunders and the earth melts the lord of heaven's armies is here among us 
Oh, you got to switch screens. The Lord of Heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come to see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Be still. I love this. And know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the the world. The Lord of heaven's army is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. A mighty fortress is our God. For those of you who don't know, I have I have a big screen and a mini screen. So I thought, man, I'm having trouble reading that. And I realized I was reading over the mini screen and rather than changing the screen. So I, I, I was a failure with that today. It's okay. But it's okay. You get the feeling of it. Psalm, I do have a typo that I have to point out that you made though. It's where did I make that? He nope. breaks the bow. No. I'm sorry. Not the bow. Did I do that? Is no, it you it? just read it wrong. You didn't. Oh, oh, oh he <laughs> breaks the bow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. It was a speako. Yeah, it was a, it was a speako. So he, he breaks the bow and snaps the spear. I said bow. Bow. Oh, that's bow. Bow, bow, bow. You <laughs> want to hear what? He so breaks bow, the bow. bow and snaps the spear. That's verse nine. Yeah, so correction there. Psalm, Psalm <laughs> 46, a mighty fortress is our God. How did it get there? Because, I mean, it started off as this tenery song. It, I'm going to explain to you where I think it comes from. There's there's a little bit of scholar fighting on this. This is where the, Always. the, the long-haired scholars have yeah, fought. Yeah, they like to fight Yeah, they stuff. fight on this a lot. And so, I, so that you can be an informed public, and in case you ever play <laughs> Jeopardy, I'm going to help you with that. <laughs> Jeopardy's already in trouble for... Because but, when I'm properly introduced, it's Reverend Doctor Benetton. You, would you say that they're in jeopardy? They're in I jeopardy. <laughs> oh, I, I did have a mighty fortress. Look at that. There's the actual him. I got the full fuller version of it. There he is. Oh, look, and I've got. Oh, yeah, so good. A mighty fortress is our God. A bulwark, never failing. I love that. Our helper, he amid the flood of our mortal lives prevailing, for still our ancient foe does seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great, and armed with cruel hate. Our earth is not his on earth is not his equal. In other words, the, the, oh man, that's good. Did we this is my favorite. It has to be sung the way it's sung. It's I know a, it. It's a strong it's a it's a manly yeah. Martin Luther was German. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they, I mean the, these Lutherans, just to be honest with you, they're all beer drinking Lutherans. Well. The Germans had no concept. I mean, if Jesus and them used wine for communion, they used heavy, thick german beers and the fact i mean everything would have been warm so you know they're tough <laughs> did we in our own i mean Back then, apparently, now the germans oh, drink non-alcoholic yeah now they're zero I, which is good i mean yeah. zero zero well, it is good. yeah yeah right, yeah but. yeah because what happens the whole german germans were all alcoholic so they've had to so of, it's like an like a bad thing to drink real beer there now yeah it's it's it, it's amazing it's a, isn't it yeah, because yeah, we yeah. always equate yeah, Germans, Germans with, with beer, beer drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we? I love verse two. I, I put this up by itself because it's Catholic. Did we in our own strength confide? Our striving would be losing. That's so true. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. You ask who that may be, Christ but Jesus. Jesus. It is He. Lord Sabbath is His name. From age to age, the same. I still miss it. Still he did. must win the battle. I love that. A mighty fortress is our God. I love that. I love this song. It's so good. This psalm has nothing to do with this song, but Luther turned it into <laughs> it. And I'm going to explain that. Okay, let me okay. see if I can explain this. Okay. Um, the way, yeah, no, nah, it's going to be good. In 2 Samuel 8, there is a list. 2 Samuel 8, it's a long chapter. It's like, gosh, I mean, 
I don't even have time for it. But it talks about it's it's a listing of David's conquest. David, this is all this big conquest. David killed, you know, attacked the Philistines. He subdued them. Verse two, he defeated Moab. Verse three, he defeated Hadazer and the sons of Rehob and the king of Zobah. And he goes on and tells you what he did and how he did it. And then verse five, when the Syrians of Damascus came to help Hadazar, king of Zobah, David killed them too. <laughs> you know what I mean? No they, shame. No shame. He, and he didn't kill one or two, 22,000 of them. Yikes. Then David put garrisons in their town. Syria became David's servants. In other words, they carried the trash, chopped the wood, cleaned the, cleaned the toilets. That's exactly what that means. And brought tribute. Had to pay them just to live there. Are they the ones that... That tricked him. And no, that's oh, not that. that, that, Joshua that and yeah, that, 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 never mind. That was a smooth move on their part. They had to mm-hmm. cut wood forever, but they lived. So the Lord preserved David wherever he went, and David took the shields of gold that belonged to him. <laughs> he has these shields of gold, you know. Okay, then verse nine. When Toy the king of Hamath heard that David had defeated all the army of Hadassar, then Toy sent Joram, Joram, his his son to David to greet him and bless him. Boy, after you find out the last three guys got shellacked, you send somebody out to greet him. And he brought with him articles of silver, gold. He just in advance in here. You want the money? Don't kill us. You know, right. David's. I mean, this is David's life. He's racking up. Syria. I mean, what is the Golan Heights in Syria that Israel fights over today? That was all Israel in those days. Yeah, Israel was never greater than it was in those days. It's what what's Israel now today is very small compared to David's territory. Wow. So David David kicked everybody's tail. King David also dedicated verse eleven these things to the Lord. Then listen to verse twelve from Syria, from Moab, from the people of Ammon, from the Philistines, from Amalek, from the spoils of the desert to the sons of Rehob, the king of. I mean, he, he had all these people stuff. He took all their land. They all paid tribute. David made himself a name when he t- returned from killing 18,000 Syrians in the Valley of Salt. Another 18,000. He also put garrisons in Edom. <laughs> it's a whole nother nation. You know, he, we're, we're moving in. It's like we're, it's like we're going over to St. Louis. We're putting up our own stuff, you yeah. know. You know, and, and you're going to pay us for it, you know. He what, also put. What book are you in? I must be in the wrong one. No, I'm. I'm in. Well, no, you're. I know you're in. I'm in Second Samuel eight. Oh, you're. I'm going to get back over. to Psalm. Okay, I'm Sorry. explaining the root of where this comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. He 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 put garrisons in Edom through all of Edom. He put garrisons and all Edomites became David's servants. So another whole nation becomes his servants. Edomites are who Esau's descendants. So Jacob and Esau, once again, they're back under the thumb of old Jacob's family. <laughs> so I mean, David took everybody. So a lot of people believe this Psalm is a tribute to this story in Samuel, shouting of all of David's conquests, because everywhere David went, a mighty fortress was his God. He gave him refuge and he handled all those people. You know what I'm saying? So, but option, I told you I'd give you options. That's option one. Yeah. Option number two from the long hairs at various divinity schools and theology schools and different courses of study, say that this Psalm is really written about um, not David's further conquest, and even though this says this, this is a typo, it's really written about the time of Hezekiah. It's up in time. David's dead, actually. And this song is written later on and attributed to the spirit of David and is put back into the Psalms in this book two, which is book one and two are attributed to David. I'm just telling you what they say. Yeah, I know. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, because you have prayed. So Hezekiah has this challenge from the Syrian king, Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. He comes to the gates of the 185,000 warriors and says, here, and he reads out loud and he calls the king, he calls Israel and the king of Israel and God's, the God of Israel, basically a wuss. (laughs) And he writes bad things about him. 
And Hezekiah, rather than just rolling over, takes the letter to the tabernacle, lays it on Dave, on the tabernacle, which this has been in the temple at that time, renders his clothes, puts on sackcloth and ashes, and said, God, read the letters they are written to you, not to me. Mm. And God says, huh, you think I'm a wimp? Look at 35, verse 35. And it came to pass on a certain night, the angel of the Lord went out, killed all 185,000 of them. Wow. Yeah, God said, I'll, if it were not in my own strength confide, that would be losing. God went out with his death angel. And when they went out the next morning to check out the front lines, the soldiers came back and reported. Actually, they says they carried as much stuff as they could because there was so much loot. They said, everybody's dead. And then they went down. They, it took them days to collect the body and the loot and the bounty and all the stuff. And they had been held up for like a year. So Israel was starved for food and resources. And they had been, what they call it, what's the word when you embargoed or blockaded? Yeah. So, I mean, it was like the loot of an, 185,000 people left all their stuff and just died. That's a lot of people. Wow. <clears throat> You'd be bur lot of they stuff. buried people forever. They just let them, man. 185,000 people. That's, 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 that's massive. Yeah. yeah. So some people, there are theologians that think that option two was what this Psalm was about kind of. And I'm going to give you my professional opinion as a pastor. Okay. My theologian, the Reverend Dr. Benetton version of me. Give it to us. Southern Methodist University. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it's yes and no. I think, I think the psalm is about option one. I think it's a tribute by the sons of Korah to the great victories of David that God was his mighty fortress. Mm -hmm. I think Martin Luther read the psalm and he had just read about this conquest and he saw this conquest in the light of the mighty fortress that God was. And he wrote, the, the he because it, it says that he wrote this about this battle but using the psalm. So I think Martin Luther saw this battle in the light of another great conquest of God and just added it to the line of God's great victories. Mm -hmm. So the psalm wasn't written for this victory, but it was written to celebrate the mighty victory that God gives. So yes, you can say Psalm 46 was written for such a thing as this, but Psalm 46 was also written for victories that we see. Yeah, so it's more in a general sense. Yes. It's a celebrative song of the mighty power of God when he gets you through something. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know why these theologians have to fight on this. I don't know either. I don't know why it has to be one or the other. I don't see why they couldn't understand that he was just extending the power of the psalm and he's saying this is an example right. of a mighty fortress and this is what he sung it about. Because it's, I mean, if you look at David, 22,000, 15,000. Heck with that, 185,000, you know? Yeah. Pick a good one. And so there's no way that they put a psalm like this about Hezekiah back in the front of the book two of this. It just didn't happen. But I do believe he saw how these were connected, and this was another example of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're out studying Google, go read it yourself. Go get into the details of it. You can tell us what your opinion is. Option one or option two, or I think it's option three. I think it's both and. I think I think <clears throat> Martin Luther just just was applying Psalm 46 to other great victories of God. And we should do the same thing too. Yeah. So Psalm 46 was for the age of King David. It was a hymn about the mighty fortress of God and, and what he had done. And it was, it was, I think Psalm 46 theme for us should be that he is our champion. You know, it's like the queen song. We are the champions. Those are the losers, my friends. 
I'm not doing well singing that. No, you're not. <laughs> we are the champions. That's better. It, that's what the psalm is. God is the champion. And and it, it it's a national song. What what I really like about it is, is the way it's broken down. Let's take a so Psalm forty six is a celebration of hope psalm, and it's one that puts our trust ultimately in God, and it's more in and out. So let let's see how let's see how this breaks down. Um, let me see here. Psalm forty six number one. Here we go. The first part of it, verses one through three, kind of show that God is our defense if the earth is moved by natural disaster. So. A mighty fortress is our God. Is this God is our fortress? And if if earthquakes come, if floods come, if storms come, He's our refuge. Let the oceans roar and the foams. Let the mountains tremble. So the whole first part of it is He's a mighty fortress against nat- natural disasters. You get that part, right? And 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 so the the second part of this psalm it kind of switches gears here. Oh, it, this is God is our refuge and strength, always here to help in times of trouble. Earthquakes, mountains crumbling, oceans roar, so you see all that. So so in other words, if you take a look at this, uh, our God is with us despite the convulsions, despite the shaking in the world. Now let's look at the second part. The second part, verse four through seven of it, is that our God is our defense even if the nations rage. In let's let's use modern terms, geopolitical disaster. Even if the Ukrainians, I mean, we're, I'm going to time date this, but yesterday there was a drone a, a drone that blew up over the Russian, uh, what's the place called there, the Russian, oh, dude, the Kremlin. It blew up right above the Kremlin dome. Oh, really? Oh, no, yeah, two of them. Really? Two, two huh. dr- drones blew up, it'd be like right over the White House, blew up. But they didn't damage anything. They just well, they're checking the roof right now to see if there's any bolts out. Just like a threat. very no, very close. They blew up. Now the question is, what nobody knows, did they self destruct? Did they blow up themselves? Did the Russians do it to themselves? Well, some people claim Russians anti aircraft shot them down right there. They blew oh, them yeah, up there, so they didn't actually hit their target. They blew them up just over it. But then somebody else said that they can't. They couldn't do that. I don't believe they can do that. Ah, like the movie we watched. The we other can night. blow up stuff over our White House. I know we have. They have stuff up there. If yeah. stuff's coming in, they blow stuff up. Of course so, they can. That's silly. Some people. Now the question is: Was it Ukrainian blowing it up? Was it Russia blowing something something up themselves to act like there was a problem, but it didn't right. really touch anything? You know, was it? Did we do it? Did our CIA do it? We don't know. We don't see. Those are the things I want to know. But today, nobody knows. And so right now, the first thing the Russians said was. This is, could be an act of war. We will nuke them. So, so it got very. It's very tense yesterday. I, I, I mean, no one's that dumb. So the Russians are trying to provoke something. I think that's fake. Yeah. I think they provoked the whole thing for sure. Yeah. It's like I do too. It's like somebody threw it up there and said, "Pull." Yeah. Oh, they blew it up over us. Look at it. You know, the Ukrainians had the Kremlin's quite far in. It would have been a heck of a deal. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I'm thinking, golly, you know. So we'll we'll hear more about that. But but so what was the point? But even in geopolitical, even when we're creating our own crap, even in that, God is our fortress. Look at Psalm 40, the verse four through seven. A river a joy, a river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the most high. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed from ever from the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos. We're in chaos all the time. Look mm-hmm. at the African nation. Look at the Middle East. Look at the U- Ukraine and, and Russia and Crimea and that. 
Was the, it an election year in the an United election States? year in the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, state after we have you have red states, you have blue states, and you have a few purple and some some that just don't care. They're just black states. You know, well, they're just checked out. It's, it's rude of you to assume their color, Troy. I I know, <laughs> but they put those maps up and they tell you. <laughs> They're light blue or dark blue or they're light red or dark red or they're kind of blue with a little polka dot. There's that one state that's got, it's like Nebraska's got that, it's got red and it's got one Republican district where they got that lone vote. And then they have the same thing up Delaware. They get like one and over. So you got states that are like yin and yang, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, the nations are in chaos. Their kingdoms are crumbling. God's voice thunders and the earth melts and the Lord of heaven's army is here. God is our fortress. So God is our fortress even over um domestic international enemies right. he's our he's he's a game winner yeah okay. yeah i liked what that i think it was, maybe it was michael the preacher the sermon i heard the other day and he was like don't stop paying attention to what the world's doing the crazy stuff they're doing they always how do you do say his last stuff. name that greek name Kulianos. Kulianos. Mm. He, he he was talking about yeah stop paying attention to that stuff don't get because they're always gonna do crazy stuff we but, know look I, you God's need to know control. the news. People need to know the news. But don't dwell on it to the don't, point. Yeah. Yeah. Use it to pray with God and say, God, am I in right space? And am I doing the right things I should be doing? You know, you know, I, I think our God is our refuge. I got on the screen here. He's the protector. He's the game winner. Right. So our God has a river to give us. Be in the river of God. You know, use your prayers to make sure you're calibrated, you're in the right place. Ask for God to open the floodgates and, and help you be useful in the season. You don't right. have to be recumbent. So. Right. So, so God is our God in political disaster, okay? And I want to go back and grab a point here. Let me see if I can grab this point here real quick. Uh, when your life is tough, you know, I have found when your life is tough, when society is in a pinch, and, and we're a bit of a society that between natural disaster and COVIDs and Ebolas and, and now geopolitical stuff and, and now the banks are all going broke, we have like five banks this week have gone out again. There were two a few weeks ago, and there's going to be a lot more. Trust me, I got a background in this. I mean, this if you read the economic finance and, and what these banks have got their their loans backed with, it's nothing. And when interest rates go from zero percent to six percent in a year, that means everybody that's holding those old bonds d does not have in the bank what they thought they had, and it's devalued so much. It's it's six hundred times devalued. So all these banks are like, please don't come get your money right now. Please don't. We we. Would you want a hundred dollars? Would you take five? Yeah. Cause they really only have five of your hundred. Right. You know, and they're okay. As long as nobody comes to get all their hundreds, Right. because what'll happen is if the market goes back the other way, interest rates go back down, you know, they can get through this. And in the meantime, they tighten up their loans. They don't get, they charge higher interest, but they're not giving out as many loans. Why? They don't have more than $5 to get out. People mm -hmm. say, why is it so hard to get a loan now? It should be easy because interest rates are higher because they don't have any cash. Wow. So to write a check to your company to build your building, they have to now look and go, Lucas wants money, Beth wants money, and Troy wants money. Okay. A year ago, we'd give all of you the money. But today, we're going to give Beth the money. Yeah. Because she's got a car that we could sell and get a lot of money for, and we're going to make her sign that car over. But Lucas has got a car, but a car's not as worth as much as Beth's car. That's true. And Troy just has a church van, and it's <laughs> worth nothing to him. <laughs> so they're going to take her loan and secure it because they know she's going to pay because she loves her car, or she's got money. You know what I mean? So they're going to get. They're going to only give a little bit, and they're going to go after like the sure, like the sure, 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 sure things. You know what I'm saying? 
And 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 some people are gonna what you're gonna see now in the coming, you're gonna see them actually start to reduce credit lines on people's credit cards and stuff. Because they can't afford to have that much money out going out to banks on your behalf and charging you interest. So so yeah. they call that restriction. So so we're in a crazy time. And so when it feels like you're behind, when society's in its pinch, when it feels like uh, you're in the bottom of the ninth and two outs and you've got two strikes and there's one hitter you can bring off the bench. This psalm tells you who you want to bat. Now, he says the mighty fortresses are God guy. Mm -hmm. But I like Martin Luther's Lord Sabbath is his name. Hmm. Sabbath is up to bat. Sabbath, Sabbath. What does that mean? The Lord of the Sabbath. Oh, oh, okay. I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. He brings in the victory. He brings a day of rest. When You know how they call it a walk-off home run? You walk off and you're done for the day? Yeah. Lord Sabbath, when he swings the bat, game's over. Yeah. We're, going, we're going to Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, finally, so, the, the third version. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> my stuff ran out. There I go. <laughs> I'm on number four. My brain's going to be numb. Did you see the video from the baseball game where the, I think it was a college baseball game. Or the pitcher celebrated too much after he had a shutout inning, or, mm. and he got thrown out of the game Why? by the umpire. So then, like the next, then when they were up to bat, one of their guys made a home run, and he ran around the bases. And then he's like walks over to the dugout with his hands down. Oh my god! Because <laughs> he's scared. Not, yeah, because he's scared. He's and everybody's laughing. It was yeah, so he probably get thrown out for that because they considered it mocking the mocking the official. Yeah, yeah. The third one is in the last part, eight through 11, where we learn that the God, that God is our defense, even and especially when the Lord himself brings the judgment. So you've got, you got natural disaster, you got geopolitical disaster, and then you got the Lord just saying, I've had enough of all of you. Here's yeah. a, here's a flood to deal with. Here's a, here's Sodom and Gomorrah fireballs and hellstones. You know, here's the end of time. Yeah. I want to be on his side. I do not want to be on, <laughs> no. on the other side. Come see That's the glorious work of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. His destruction. He causes war to end the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear he burns the shields of fire be still and know that i'm god and i will be honored in other words you know that scripture that says that every knee will bow and corinthians every tongue will confess it's like there's gonna be a time here where we have to deal with him yeah it's not lord sabbath batting for us it is lord sabbath coming for us <laughs> you know i'll be honored through the out the world every knee will bow every tongue will someday confess that he is lord yeah. now you may not be you may not go to the good place but you, you but will, you're gonna bow. You're gonna know why you made a mistake. Yeah. The Lord of Heaven's army is here for us. The God of Israel, a mighty fortress, is our God. You know, it's just what that's how he interpreted that. So, for me, Psalm 46, guys, is a radical declaration psalm of realized hope. Hope's not doesn't have to have happened, but there's enough stories in our life and stories in the Bible and stories in in the world that we should realize that those who trust in God trust in a historical character whose actions and, and results prove that he can he can make it through. Right, we should have confidence. In God is with you. He's present with us. God is our refuge. He's our protection. And, and ultimately, we see in the end, he's the ultimate power. He, he He's the finish. So I, I think one of the things I really want to get across here is that that what we've really got to get for, for our mindset is that whatever battle you're facing, whether it be natural or geopolitical or even spiritual, the God of Israel can be your fortress. 
to realize that you can put yourself in God's trust in the decisioners. And when, when David was in Psalm 42, he was on the other side in complete negativity, missing God, yet he had hope. In this Psalm, we have hope, but the hope's not coming in the midst of being on the other side. The hope is coming from the knowledge of how much victory God's got piled up, how many, 185, that whatever, how many times God's won. And it's really just saying, look at the statistic. Where God's involved, he bats a thousand. Yeah. And if you're involved with God, you'll win every time. So the decision has, is ours. Will we let the fortress God be our fortress? And, and 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 like I said, whatever battle you're facing here, whatever is you're driving today, wherever you're going, where you're coming, going, whether it's a whether you're facing a natural disaster, let me include natural disasters, traffic jams. Mm-hmm. Traffic jams flood, hurricane, whatever, or geopolitical, you're stressed by what's going on in the world, or it could be just crime in your city. Beth, Beth, oh God, Beth got on a reels thing. She's taking steroids now <laughs> because she's got a, a rash and she's taking these steroids. So now she's up all the time. So, so she says every morning I get a list of like 27 reels that I need to look at. <laughs> I don't have time. I tell she gets mad when I don't look at because some of them disappear. So I, I had to work. You know, I can't just sit and watch your reels all the time. You know, but 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 then she starts showing me some of them, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, we're watching one Lucas yesterday." I wish we had the clip, but it, this dude's coming in a store, and he's there's a wall of shoes. He's got a bag the size of Santa Claus's sleigh bag. He's loading the shoes off the wall at the door of this like Walmart type establishment. And he's loading the shoes, good stuff, not Walmart, but nicer than that, like a mall. And you turn, and the security guard is standing at the entrance five feet from him. Just standing there watching him. And watching him. You know, I maybe talking to him, like, did you get those? Did you get these? And you get those in the box. You know, he's loading the bag up and out. He puts it over his shoulder like the Grinch who stole Christmas. And he goes out the door, and the security guard's like, you know, have a good day. Wow. Yeah, and then the next one is people storming Michigan Mile in Chicago and the a woman crying as she walks into the looted Walmart. Four have been pulled out of Chicago and the now the one that the one only one that was left open now was looted so there's nothing left in it but junk. Wow. You know, you know. Yeah. And we she was just showing me all the things we're doing to ourselves. Just just stealing from ourselves and then then you know if you go look the violence in portland there's no in san francisco or chicago so now walgreens cvs walmart kroger albertson's all them they're all pulling out of these places and people are going like they've got to stay they've got to stay they've got to stay insurance companies insurance companies one of the insurance companies here said we're not going to cover theft anymore in chicago area and wow. so the state of insurance, Illinois insurance said, if you don't cover theft insurance here, then you, no, you have to cover theft insurance if you're going to sell property insurance here in the Chicago area. Or, or, and they said, well, we'll just we'll just take Chicago out. We won't sell it. No, if you're not going to sell Chicago, you can't sell in the state of Illinois. You know what they said? Believe Illinois. <laughs> yeah. They left Illinois. Yep. They just canceled all their other people. They said, we're losing so much money in a little place called Chicago in the little one spot that they decided all of us down here are, are gone yeah the risk is too high yeah and you're seeing that across our country right now so it, you know if you may be affected by that we can be affected by geopolitical but in the midst of this god is our battlefield 
We need to turn to God. We need to trust yeah. God. We need to live for God. We need to train our, I appreciate the fact that, that Wal- there's a Walmart video that of them stripping that store out and the, the woman on there is crying because she's so upset that people are stealing and destroying their community. We yeah. need to start crying to God and ask God to fight the battle for us, to turn this around, yeah. to, to make people feel convicted, to load up shoes and, and, and for a security guard to watch that happen. And we, we, we need to begin to be ashamed of ourselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we need to ask God to help bring that kind of eviction and kind of fight the battle for us, so to speak, and turn this because we are in a time where the decision is ours and collectively right now in our society, our decisions aren't very good. Yeah. Our decisions are really, I think, weak. So we're going to have to really, really work on that. And I, and I think one of the things that, that that as we talk about this and 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 kind of kind of get to the heart of this real quick is that our God is our solution. Yeah. People think we're joking about this, but but a mighty fortress is our God. The God, if people were following God, they wouldn't be looting. Right. They wouldn't be stealing. They wouldn't be stealing tennis shoes or trying to jack your car. And I mean, it's hitting us here locally. What was the story we were told uh, uh, just yesterday? Right on Reed Station Road. Somebody Sarah's got Sarah's sister and brother-in-law. We're driving Reed Station Road, where the where the stuff is there, the where the the hotel is. They were just turning to go toward the casino. They weren't going to the casino, but that's where the casino is yeah. out there. But somebody was turning, and they were trying to. They got caught up in the turn a little bit. Uh, they were trying to get around them or something. A competitive, and whoever it was leaned out the car with their pistol and pointed it right at them and just kind of waved what? it at them like, yeah, right here, like right this right is our here. road as they drove off toward the casino. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that's in Southern Illinois. That's regular here now. You're, you're, you're seeing, uh, I was talking about this, used to be when you got sick at night, your children got sick, you could, no matter where you were, you could go to Carbondale, Walgreens, all night, 24-7, get your medication for your child at the middle. Hospital checks you out, say, yeah, you'll get this, you go there. Now you read all of them. It says, they're closed at 10 now. Yeah. And it says go to Paducah or Cape Girardeau. Yep. Because it's not safe over there after 10 o'clock. They, there's too many people sleeping on the floor around it. Mm-hmm. So they have just shut down or they can't get it for. So even though we're in Southern Illinois, we've got little Chicago in Carbondale now. Yep. And it's affecting us. It's affecting places and, and what's happening and the number of shootings. We live in a time where we're in a time of trouble, AKA chaos. Yeah. Chaos comes here. And so we're going to really have to seek God because God would stand against that. And even in the rage of it, God can hold it back for us. God can protect you, give you wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, fortunately they weren't shot. God protected Sarah's family and, and friends. And we're going to have to really look to God like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel did in those days. Cause we're in a world, we're not really captive, but the world around us has gone away from God. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to have to ask God to be our protector, our refuge, our mighty fortress, our bulwark that never fails. Yeah. You've got to be in a relationship with God and, and you need to be in a relationship with God. That's strong enough that if the worst comes the worst, all you can do is take my life and speed me up to eternal life. Yeah. You're going to have to get some confidence, and that comes from a deep, personal, intimate relationship with God. Yeah. I don't think people realize how important it is to have a deep, personal, intimate relationship with God. When, when I think about that, you know, God's voice alone is enough to melt away um, people's hearts, and 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 He can change things. Um, but we need to never forget He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. He can mm-hmm. be with us in the good and the bad. And we can sing it, a mighty fortress, but do we realize he really will go before us? He'll really set off traps. He'll really watch over you. Um, he'll, do we sing it, but do we believe it? And do and more important, do we sing it, but do we live like it? Do we live like our God 
can handle this world we're in today because mm-hmm. the Jews lived in a world that was hostile to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rome was hostile to Jews. Right. The, even the Jews before they were Christians, they were hated because they were monotheist. They, they rejected all other philosophies. So the Christians now were hated by the Jews and the Romans. Right. Wow. They were like a double hated group. <laughs> and it can be exhilarating, I think, or it can be frightening. It depends on whether you are living for him or fighting against him. Well, you know, and I was reading the story in my devotion the other day about when the uh, the concubine and she got and the guy cut her in twelve parts and spun yeah. her out. You know. <laughs> but I'm thinking that sounded like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's real close to I the mean, same did story. That go on all the time. Was that like, that must have been okay. kind of a common occurrence. I asked a professor that, that could, when you read that, you feel like you're almost in Sodom and Gomorrah's story. Right, send the man the boys say, come on, send yeah. the man, they send the girl out. They All right, so, but I, they said the reason you went to the square was so that somebody would come pick you up. Right, and Because remember, th- these were Jews in a Jewish territory. They're all family. Even though there's thousands of them, they are family. They're cousins. Right. They're, okay. So you would go to the square and somebody should invite you in. And if you were a foreigner, somebody of a foreign family should invite you in. Uh-huh. So you, you hospitality was kind of expected because things were dangerous. And then like Sodom and Gomorrah, it was very dangerous. So it was a common It was a common, common thing for, for people to, to come out. So I guess the, 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 the guys got drinking and partying and then let's go. We hear there's a new dude in town. Let's go yeah. check him out, you know? And the dude um, offers to, the, these guys that, what I don't understand is in both stories, they, they're like, here, take my virgin daughter. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. Boy, you're talking about low self-esteem. For I feel for those girls. I mean, I mean, but the, the reason they do that is because it's horrible, but but the, the worst dishonor you could do in that society was to not take care of your guests. In other words, I hate to say this. Right. You would sacrifice your own children to 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 give somebody the protection of your household. So if wow. you invited them in as your guest, they became your most sacred responsibility for mm-hmm. that time. Even to the point that you give up your daughter or your own family. Wow. But don't do this. This is a, a this will not just lose my child and I die or she dies. This will embarrass our household forever because mm-hmm. we were a household that didn't So it was a, a cultural thing. So so it was just crazy. We live in a time like that now, though, where people yeah. can do crazy things. It can be, look, it can be exhilarating or frightening. It depends on whether you are living for him or fighting against him, I think, if whether yeah. it's exhilarating or frightening. And you can try to live in the lukewarm middle. A lot of people today are trying to live in the lukewarm middle, um, but Revelations tells us that this will result in just a far more violent outcome. Yeah. Because God won't be fighting for you. Yeah. You're not really against him. You're just getting crushed in the middle. So, I mean, I think for the church, I guess what I really think is the presence of God in your life is a game changer. And he is a terror to our enemies. And he's a safety to us. He's a mighty fortress to us, but to all those kings that David destroyed, he was a terror. Mm -hmm. Same for Joshua when they came into the promised land. He is our healer, he's our deliverer, he's he's our banner. I think I have the graphic, he is our, let me see if I can find this one graphic here. I don't know if I have it or not. Yes, yeah. He's our El Elyon. He's our most high God. We Other people had lesser gods or demigods, or I would call demigods actually demonic spirits. But the Jews claimed to worship only one God, the only God that truly existed, El Elyon, the most high God. So I want you to think about this. Our God is our healer, he's our deliverer, he's our banner, he's our champion. And, and the Apostle Paul made this, I mean, so clear in Romans at 8, 
I think 31 and, and 21, he just made it so clear that we worship a God who is the greatest. And so we need to not take that for granted. Um, we, we need to understand that, that this graphic, look at this graphic here, that we, every knee is going to bow. I love this graphic. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have this picture if I could ever find this picture. Every knee, every, I mean, I've got a picture in my office of Jesus uh, at the execution there that they gave me from the Truth Project that I love. I, this is one of those, if we could ever find something like this, Beth, I would love to have it. It's just a picture that one day Christ will stand and whether you are right or wrong bowing, you'll be bowing. Now, whether you end up in the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of hell will be up to you. It, here you go. Heaven and hell is a choice away for all of us, yeah. you know? And and some of us are just running over the abyss. I'm not trying to be scary here. And some of us are ascending to something that's better. But I think we need to understand every nation throughout the world, every person will fight that. And let me go back to Romans. I'm gonna get back to Paul again. Paul says in Romans that it is written that, as I say, every knee will come to this decision. We have to decide, you know, we, we have to decide whether we, you can be his heir or his enemy and you have to decide whether you'll be for him or against him. I love the story in the Bible. We just read it recently with Joshua. When Joshua comes to God on the road, he's never seen God. Moses saw God at the burning bush but Joshua met God as the commander of the Lord's army. Mm -hmm. He saw him as a warrior coming at him and he didn't know if he's friend or foe. Joshua drew his sword and said, are you for us or against us? I'm and, and what I like about Joshua is if you're against us, you're going down. But what I love about what God ans answered is, I'm not for you or against you, I am God. Mm. Every knee will bow before me. Now, once he said that, he said, well, you're neither for me or against me, you're God, he bowed, Yeah, you know? And a lot of people won't bow before God, no. but God's going to make them bow, you know? But the fact is, you've got to come to the realization that God really ultimately is in control. And that, them running over the cliff reminded me that, that video oh, put that back we up. watched the other day of yeah. the pile up. Oh yeah, uh, the fall in the, was it, was it the snow it up in Montana? Snowed, yeah. 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 It's like some just, people were trying to stop and- And some were just going faster and, and some through. were just like, just, Barreling through, speed, just barreling right and then people it. were trying to get out of their car in the middle of all these cars. Just keep. I'm like, don't get out of your car, stay in your car. Yeah, and just yeah. And just yeah. are just trying to cross the road. So I think a lot of us are just following like people that. blindly. Yeah, you just not even trying. Just. I, I believe the most important thing is that God's presence in our lives, if He's really in our lives, is a terror to our enemies. Yeah, and it's a safety to us. So whatever is fighting you. Let God melt it away. You know, press in on God, and in the name of Jesus, trust him to be your fortress. And I think what this psalm does is just show you, I, I think it really goes back to option one where it's just David had all these battles and we're celebrating it. And Martin Luther just saw the 185,000 as the apex of the most people God ever killed in a day. Maybe, you could maybe say Moses and the Pharaoh thing was the, the big kill too. Yeah. But, there's so many stories we can sing. I can sing of so many stories of where God gave me victory in the midst of certain defeat. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you, I thought I'd be dead a hundred thousand times, but I'm still here. I could sing that Psalm. I, I should be singing a, a mighty fortress regularly. And we've got to get to where we trust God and lean in. And we're in a day and season where we're really going to need that to, to get us through. So jump into Psalm, Psalm 46, 
go sing a mighty fortress of god do it better than we did go find it somewhere <laughs> on google and, and and play it right now and realize that we worship let me go back and put this one up el elion the god most high he can handle it and let me show you the one more picture one more last time just remember one day every knee is going to bow just make sure you've bent yours voluntarily ahead of time and make sure you've got your perspective that he is your god and and if you've got that right if you've really got that right then that makes everything that stands against you and him his enemy and let me just tell you our god's batting a thousand so he is remember he is a terror to our enemies and a safety to us he is our healer and our deliverer, our banner, our El Elyon. And let me read again, Romans 8. I didn't read this earlier. Romans 8, 31. I'll close this with this. What then shall we say, Paul writes, in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, he did not, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? He sent his son to give us that chance. Yeah. And he's going to see it through. But, but I have to go back to this last graphic. I hate to do this. The choice is all ours. We decide which door we're going to go through. We choose his way. We choose our way. And, and just for Beth, we can go over the cliff or up the stairs. We get to decide, but make no mistake. We will make a decision and every knee will determine the door. Mm-hmm. It just makes it that simple. Yeah. God loves us. He gave his son. We've all sinned. We've all, we've all been in a position where we need help. Some of us can choose to repent and change and follow God. And some of us can choose to stand against God. And we will, we will, we will reap exactly what we sow. And God doesn't, God really is sad about that because he's given us a way out. But his love for us is so good that he lets us have that choice because love is only known in the choice. Yeah. Yeah. Only known in the choice. If he forces it upon you, it's not love. It's, it's servitude, but he doesn't call us. He doesn't call us servants, although we are well, servants of God. Right. But he, not he, in a, but the Bible calls us his children. Yeah. We choose to be, he, we, to be servants. children and, and we choose, but we understand we, we, we serve as children would serve their parents. Right not as a servant would serve its master in a slave relationship. Right. We serve out of gratitude and respect and not out of coercion right. and abuse. A lot of people see the concept of being a Christian is that we're slaves to God. Cause it, Paul talks about, you know, you can be slave to righteousness or slave to sin. I assure you a slave to righteousness is a different relationship than a slave to sin. For sure. You know, yeah. slave to sin is filled with addictions. We know that it's filled with, you know, all kinds of things that control you. A slave to righteousness is, is freeing and, and liberating and, right. and you're doing the right thing. There's a, it's a different trajectory. And, and, and the trajectory of the two choices, Beth, is as clearly as that the right side looks relatively peaceful, the left <laughs> side looks infuri infuriating. Yeah. So, you know, they're two different results, but it's amazing everything on the planet is fighting to, to make us make that choice. Yes. The devil wants you to jump and, and come his way. He even took, he even took Jesus himself up to a mountain and tried to give him that. Yep. And it didn't work. All Jesus said, I love it. I, I I've got this in a message that, that I did just recently. I said, how, how, how did, how did Jesus handle those moments? He just simply looked at the devil and said, it is written. And then he quoted the scripture 
and he ran the devil. We need to get the word in our hearts. And so when the devil comes, we can remind him of the fortress power of God. Make sure you know the truth and let that truth speak to him, whether it be the witness of your life or whether it be the text of scripture. We need to stand against the things knowing that our God's a mighty fortress. Yeah. Any thoughts? Good stuff. If God is for us, guys, who can be against us? And yeah. every knee will bow eventually. Hey, guys, this has been good. Go check this out. Go find a good version of a mighty fortresses or God. Maybe Lucas could put a version on the back of this if he thinks about it. But but we should have done that. We should have done a good version of that. But I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to be back in part nine, Psalm 51 next. It's going to be great. Created me a clean heart. You know, the psalm we're going to be covering next is, is a psalm where, gosh, David celebrates all his victories here in Psalm 42. He celebrates the, well, the fact that he was out of his thing and he was sad and thirsty and wanting to get back. Uh, this is another of David's worst, worst nightmares. And uh, it's amazing how David's Psalms are filled with both his great joys and some of his worst days. Yeah. And he just puts them out there for us to have. So come back in Psalm uh, 51 part nine and find out what God does to David today and how you can grow and learn from that because it's it's here for a reason. God put it here for a reason to help you have good choices. Our daughter would say, as you go today, make good choices, make godly choices and think about what God would do. Take a look at what David did. And, and even when David made bad choices, take a look at how he got out of them. He got out of it by the grace of God. On the doc.org, go find us all our templates and all our directions and how to get to places. Go to that website. You can find it. Info at on the doc.org is our email and go to YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, check those out subscribe hit like notify tell other people about it we just want you to bug them and 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 put chat on there and put comments and all that stuff helps us out and lets us know you are alive and watching and check out the other uh ways to get to us as well and facebook instagram twitter telegram and getter love to hear from you and again subscribe hit like and notify and share this with other people love to have you as a patron partner and sponsor and we would love to have you if you don't have a church home and you're in the southern illinois area 10 o'clock on wednesday 6 30 10 o'clock on sundays <laughs> 10 o'clock on sundays 6 30 on wednesdays you can check us out at community faith church in marion illinois go to cofTV.com you can watch us online check us out and come find us and we'd love to hear from you but regardless of where you are in this world, go find a church that's preaching the gospel and go find a pastor and a church family that can love on you and know that a mighty fortress is our God. Take refuge in him, knowing that he is able to get you through it and you do not want to be alone today. You want to be with other believers. Mother Beth, good job. Yes. Lucas, what do you think? We did good? Great. All right, we're signing out from here. We're on the dock. I'm Pastor Troy. We'll see you soon. Come on back and join us. Yeah.